Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. We are continuing the Expand Your Expertise series. And today I am thrilled to have my friend, Jen Howitt. Jen is a Kajabi expert. She is an expert in creating and marketing courses and memberships. And so if you've ever wondered about expanding your expertise and spreading your message in those ways, then this is the episode for you. Are you an ambitious Christian woman who feels like you've had success yet something is still missing? Do you wonder if it's possible to be ambitious and let God lead at the same time because you think if it is to be, it's up to me? Does the hustle fuel your adrenaline, but you want to ditch the overachievement and pursue success with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. I'm Erin Harrigan, a Christian wife, emptiness mom, entrepreneur, and recovering overachiever who felt those same things. When I prayed for a better way to work, God responded with, let me drive. Then he led me to help women like you through my speaking, coaching, and writing. My mission is teaching you that success doesn't require buying into the world's frantic definition of hustle or into the so-called anti-hustle movement. Instead, you can meet me in the middle right here to redefine hustle as you pursue success with God as your CEO. Each week, we'll spend a focused 15 minutes connecting biblical truth to business with practical application so you can tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus. Does that sound like what you need today? Then let's go. Jen, welcome to the show. Tell our audience a little bit about you. Well, thanks, Erin. It is a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my name's Jen Howitt. I'm a wife, mom, podcaster, business owner. I spent 16 years actually as a pastor and ministry coach. And when that season was over, uh, the Lord opened up an unexpected but awesome opportunity for me to build my business. And what I do now is what you said. I'm a strategist and digital marketer, and I help people build and launch online courses and memberships so that they can increase the impact that they have in their with their people as well as increase their income. So that's what I do now and I'm absolutely loving it. So one of the things I love that you said is that one when that season was over and I think that's so important to for us to understand that God places us in seasons, right? And I know I was walking alongside you as the ministry coaching season was coming to an end. And I love that you describe it as God opened an unexpected door. So how important do you feel as, as believers and high achieving believers, of course, that we sort of hold things loosely so that God can open those unexpected doors? It's, it's hard, right? It's complicated because we want to be faithful to what we have sensed the Lord calling us to do. And at the same time, we want to be able to continue the conversation, not just God, what have you called me to, but how are you calling me in the present? Mm. And it is a walk of faith and it's a willingness to trust and realize that even if we let go, that the Lord is going to direct our steps, whether we are perfectly focused, you know, on the, the next, the whole thing. And, I, and I'm a planner. I want to be, I want to know the end game. Like, Lord, where's the point that we're going? I'm a recovering rule follower. Tell me <laughs> what to do. And I'm very good at following directions. I'll do it. Yeah. And that's not always 
the way that the Lord leads us. And Mm -hmm. in fact, I learned so many things in that really hard season. It was hard. It was hard. It was hard because I had in my mind what I would always do. But I also, he revealed to me that I was wrapped up in, in what I was doing was not who I was becoming. Mm. And I needed to actually let go of that for many reasons to become the woman that he wanted me to be. And the goodness is, I can't believe, Aaron, how many things I learned in 16 years of ministry, whether it's how to craft common ground in a sermon and bring people along in a journey, how that helps me with mm-hmm. copywriting sales pages, or just the leadership that I've done with teams in a church setting helps me to manage other people's projects and help make connections and keep communication. So, you know, I thought that what I did before would have nothing to do with what I do now. And yet God uses everything and it may not be what we expect, That's right. <laughs> but it's always what we need. And it is always using part of what he's already cultivated mm-hmm. in us. Yeah, to help others. So I just want to acknowledge it's hard. It's risky. It's scary. And sometimes we feel unsettled, but God is not going to allow us to drift off in some wayward direction, taking a step and he'll keep directing, redirecting. That's right. We got to just try to hold on and enjoy the journey. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Thank you for acknowledging that it is hard because I think sometimes what we see on social media or what we hear in other stories is that it's so easy or that it was so it was so simple to see how God was directing me. And of course, I heard him and all the things. And so thank you for that and that vulnerability to share that and for reminding us that he uses all of it, right? Like you could not have imagined in your own human understanding, how all of these seemingly disparate pieces would come together in how you serve your clients now. And that, that the way that he positions and prepares us, that's, Mm -hmm. that's a perfect segue to talk about, right? How has he positioned and prepared you as an odd, as a, as a listener to spread the message, to expand the knowledge within your audience and even beyond of of what you do and and what he's given you to do with a course or membership. So thank you so much for that, Jen. Could you distinguish for us? I I think it it can be sort of common sense, but I want to make sure that our listeners are clear. Like what is the difference? Number one, between a course and a membership. And then number two, between a digital course and live course because I know there are some listening who are like, I don't want to be like live on video talking to people, but that's exactly why a course is a great option. So let me stop and let you answer those questions. Sure. Well, the good news is, is that you can build a course in membership any way you'd like, because you're the CEO and you're the one who makes the plan and you can start where you're comfortable and then you can expand what you want to try to do as you go along. So that's the good news. And honestly, that answer really depends on who you talk to and how they want to set something up. So when you talk about an online course, an online course can be something that's self-paced where you put out an offer where someone would purchase your content 
that's typically video, oftentimes PDFs. You can even add audio to that if people would rather to listen rather than watch. And you're walking them through a process because hopefully you have come to this point where you know your people and you know that they have a pain point and that you have the ability to help them close the gap between where they are now and where they want to be. And that you have heard that. And that, that, so you're filling a need. It's not just an idea that you have, but you're fulfilling a need. And so you take people through whether it's a framework, a proprietary process, skills that you're teaching them. And you can do that on video and you make the offer. And there's several ways. They can either receive everything at once, all of the modules of your courses, all of your lessons. Sometimes, however, you can allow the content to drip because a lot of times what people like to do is they plow through the content, but they never really think about things or have time to implement, which is really where the change happens. And so you also can design a course where every week a new lesson or module, however you feel fits your audience and what you're teaching will be released to them, but you can automate it. So once you do it and you do it in the privacy of your, you know, your studio or your office, however you're set up, but once you do it, it's there and people can go through the content. You also, if you, if that feels overwhelming to you and you're like, I am not going to create eight or 12 modules up front. I don't have the time to do that. You could teach the course live. You could present your content to a live audience and then take the recording and you can upload that into your content platform. You can also do a little hybrid. You can have some core content that you're going to do and then teach live for a set period of time. Maybe it's six weeks or eight weeks where you're reviewing the core content that you've already released, but you're there to expand, offer more stories, answer more questions. So they get a little hybrid of what it's like to see you in action and having you speak, which may be important if that's what you do with the rest of your business so they can get a little taste of you. But it also, you're not worried about recording things on the fly. You've already done that. It's already uploaded. So one price they purchase and then the whatever you have automated, that process begins. A membership is different and actually has a lot more maintenance to it because you are offering people a subscription, right? It's just like Netflix or, you know, Amazon Prime or whatever. We pay for, we pay over and over again, month after month, maybe a year at a time to have access to the content and to whatever other piece you're offering. So sometimes people offer a group coaching. Sometimes people who are Homesteaders offer a recipe, one new recipe a month. They offer a Q&A a month. You can really tailor it any way you want, but you do have core content that you're providing. And then you have an ongoing support where you are either showing up personally and or you are giving more content to people on a monthly basis, and then you're charging them per month. And again, you can structure that in so many different ways, but I think those are the two main differences between the way a course can run and a membership can run. I love that distinction because I think there's a lot of noise about 
build a course, build a membership and, you know, all the in between. So when someone comes to you and, and they, they want to do one of those things, what is most often the outcome they're seeking that leads you to recommend a course? And what is most often the outcome that would lead to you recommending a membership? One of the questions is, where does, where's this positioned in your value ladder in your overall ecosystem? Is this an introduction to who you are and what you do? Is this more of a long-term relationship that you want to establish? Where does it fit in the journey of someone getting to know, like, and trust you? How much time do you have? <laughs> because a membership is an ongoing commitment to continue to create content. And what happens if someone cancels? You need to make sure that they're removed. There's a there's a maintenance aspect. There's always something that's happening behind the scenes with a membership. And so the amount of time that you have to give is really important as well. And I think it also fits who your people are and what is most helpful to them, because we can help people make progress in a lot of different ways. And you're never going to find a way that fits everyone. But you will see a common thread when you're really engaged with your people about the best way you can serve them. And you'll start to see where this ends up lending itself. But the good news is wherever you start does not need to be where you land forever. You can start at one point, and I would recommend starting with a course actually, because there are so many moving parts of a membership and it's a long-term commitment. You can easily convert a course into a membership or build a membership and offer it to someone after they've gone through your course. And you can say, hey, how's it going? Do you need support? If you do, I have this membership. And you give them an offer for them to work with you. And it's a next step in you know, your value ladder or your ecosystem. Yeah, I that right there is ch the chicken and egg question, right? So for example, I have a digital course. So for those who are listening, you can get my digital course, but I'm, that's not what I, where I'm going. Where I'm going is I started with, I took my book. Well, first I took content from my podcast and I wrote a book. And then I took my book in the seven chapters, I made seven modules and I offered a live course. And then I recorded those sessions, which I could have recorded while I was doing the live course, but I made some tweaks to it. But I recorded those sessions and I turned it into a digital course and for me, Jen, what you were saying is that is like an entry point for people to get to know me, to get to know what it means to pursue success God's way and redefine hustle and all the pieces. That is often the place where people, that's the entry point or the top of my funnel, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then if they want more support, then I have my rooted group coaching membership. If they want you know, even more access to me, I have the one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I want to really just encourage the audience. If you are already doing the one-on-one -on -one coaching or the group coaching, that doesn't mean that you've run out of time to do a course because you have content and you can create that to reach more people who maybe aren't ready to work with you yet. The other thing that I loved about what you were saying was to have something that you're going to teach. I, I love how you said if I may paraphrase, right? Like it's not just an idea. Like you have a process, a proprietary process. You know, I have the four keys or you have a clear view of 
uh, almost in your head an outline of something that you can teach, right? Because that is going to then become sort of the outline of your course and that sort of thing. But I, I really love that the chicken and egg answer, right? Like you could do the course first, but if you're already doing a membership or coaching, add a course because you can reach more people and again, expand your expertise. Yeah. And if you're already doing one-on-one, you can only do so much one-on-one. If you are coaching people, if you're offering your time and your business is built on, and when I say one-on-one, it can be person to person, but it also can be person to event. If you're a speaker, that's right. You are doing one event at a time. Now you may have a hundred, 500, 5,000 people at that event, but you can only speak at one event at a time. You are limited in your ability to scale and grow one-on-one. And so you're absolutely right, Erin. It's not a matter if you're already teaching something, it's it's just a matter. And I don't say just because it's super easy. However, (laughs) the thought process and the strategy then becomes, how do I take what I'm doing one-on-one, whether it be speaking Mm -hmm. or a book that I've written for one person or the one-on-one work I'm doing person to person, how do I take that and convert it to a digital product or service where I can reach more people? Because you may take the time to do that course or that membership and you offer it The process obviously is a little bit different because the access to you is different, Yes, but you can still help them get results and you can help so many more people Yeah, providing something like that than you can if you just keep it all one-to-one because you can't grow and scale. You're going to exhaust yourself. Exactly. You also are more than your business. Right. You want to have the other priorities in life. And so it's just, it's a matter of thinking strategically, how do I convert it? And then you're able to impact more people and you also are going to grow your income. Mm-hmm. What would you say, Jen, is when you talk to people about doing this, whether it's a course or membership, what is the number one thing that holds them back or that they're afraid of in taking that, that step? They want to make it perfect. <laughs> I love that you didn't skip a beat. And I can totally relate. Like, I totally relate to that. I totally understand. Yeah. And, but that becomes a stumbling block because I, and I tell people, even who come to me and think that their course or membership is perfect, I encourage them, maybe even caution them that your first version is never your final version. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is that we don't release these things to people in a vacuum. We should be listening and learning, whether it's learning and getting feedback from a self paced course, there's some really, Uh, easy ways that you can do that, or if it's getting feedback from people that are in your membership, but you want to hear, because we think of these things all the time, right? I mean, whatever your level, whatever the listener's uh, level of expertise is, whatever, you know, they're doing, you have been doing it. This is how your heart beats. You are wired for it. You are here for it. You're all in. And that's great. But sometimes, you know, we have to fill in the gap. 
for people because they may not be where we are. And so we have to unpack not, you know, uh, working definitions of things and what we mean by things. And so there's definitely um, a need to recognize that your first version is not your final version. But this idea of perfection really keeps us from making any type of progress and putting anything out there. I heard um, Seth Godin this summer, he said, perfect is a trap. Mm. And he said that what we need to do is make it good enough because if we actually make try to make it more than good enough, we've wasted our time because the definition of good enough is that it's good enough. Right. And it's right. not that we want to just leave it out there good enough if we see some gaps, but we put it out good enough and then we make it better as yeah. we're learning. And so this idea that my videos have to be perfect I can't ever have a word that I stumble over. Um, you know, just there's so many different things. And because it's not perfect in their mind, and by right. the way, what's perfect in your mind is not going to be perfect in someone else's world. So <laughs> you're just making it perfect for you at the moment. <laughs> That's really what keeps people mm. from just putting it out there. Yeah. It's a first step, get your feedback. And if there are gaps, make it better. And when you do, Aaron, in a course, or in a membership and you say, hey, I have these three new videos I've recorded and you make them available to the people that have already purchased, they're wowed. They're like, oh, That's wow, right. I'm getting extra, right. you know? And the other thing too, and, and then I'll stop, is as long as you're make, helping people make progress, right. they're not gonna care about all the things that we're so worried about that keeps That's us right. from doing anything. They're not going to care whether or not you said, um, five times or whether or not your video is subpar quality. I've never heard of somebody quitting a membership <laughs> or stopping a course because they're making progress. If they're making progress, cause they're looking about it. What, what do you do? What's in it for me? You know? Yeah. So yeah. I think it's just hard to get out of our own heads. And I think it comes from, a we want to honor the Lord and what we're called to do. We want to do it with excellence. We want to do it you know, in word or deed as we're doing it unto the Lord. And that is great. And at the same time, it can keep us from actually doing anything. Yes. Yes. And if I may, with deliver some truth with grace on what you just kind of the extension of what you just said is that if we are so concerned about being perfect, then we are not honoring God in the direction that he's given us, we're not being obedient. We're actually being prideful because we're focusing on us. And I learned long ago, like anytime we fear doing something because of what other people might think, or it's not perfect enough or whatever, that we're focused on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if you know that you have a message that he's called you to expand, then, and you've been in intimate relationship with the Lord. So, you know, that a course or membership is what's next for you, right? Because of course we want you, we don't want you to just throw yourself in there, like pray and ask him, you know, um, then stepping forward in that obedience, knowing, as we said earlier, Jen, right? Like he can redeem anything. What's most important is that people experience what we have and hear the message. You're right. They don't care about the ums and the uhs and you know, the perfect title and all the things. So I'm, I am so glad you went there first. 
Yeah. Okay. So if I'm like, okay, like this sounds interesting. I think I could do a course or a membership, but I am so overwhelmed with technology. I don't even know where to start. Talk a little bit about how you help us navigate that. Sure. Well, I think, again, it depends on whether or not you have a team of people, whether you're a solopreneur and what technology you're already currently using. Because you need to be able to charge someone for a course, you need a platform in which you are presenting your materials, and you need a way to automate a lot of the process. And so there's actually a lot of um, different, different ways you can do that. There are a lot of different tools that you can use. I happen to use Kajabi. That's the tool that I've used over the last um, four or five years now because it does courses and memberships really well. And it also is, it's good enough on the other things. It's good enough for the email. It's good enough for the checkout pages and things like that. And so um, I think, you know, it's really good. And also to realize where you start to host your course or membership today is not where it always needs to be. You want to see, am I on the right track? Am I making progress here? Am I helping people? Are they wanting more? Because you can always move your course or membership. And so I usually recommend if people don't have the time, energy, resources, or desire to learn technology, research things, I recommend using Kajabi and using that as the platform because you can have all your sales pages, your checkout, your courses, your memberships. But if somebody already has tech and is working with things, there are places like WordPress that have plugins. There's things like Mighty Networks or Kartra or Thinkific. But just to look at what those things offer, how much time, energy, and desire do you have to put in learning how to do all of that? And do you have a team of people that you can communicate with and delegate some of those things to. And then you'll know whether or not you're gonna do it yourself, but you just need some support and some strategy along the way, or whether or not you're at the place where you wanna hand it off to somebody else to, I, I mean, and I know I call it done for you services, but it's really done with you because I don't know your people, you're the expert of your audience. And so, but there's a variety of ways you could approach it. I, I love that, um, you, I love that you have chosen your place to focus Kajabi, right? And we hear a lot about different platforms and that sort of thing. What you just said about, you know, do you have the time and energy to put the effort into it or do, or, you know, do you have a team of people that you can delegate to? Because here's the thing is that building a course or a membership does take strategy, you know, one of the things that you do so well is helping someone really visualize what could it look like, how does that relate to the outcomes, and then what are all of the pieces that go in? I know I personally have referred clients to you who are building a course or a membership because they have so much to offer to put out into the world, but they just physically do not have, number one, the time. Mm -hmm. And number two, that is not their zone of genius mm -hmm. to build it all out, you know, and that is one of the most important things that I, that I think you do. So tell us how you help people and where they can find you. Sure. Well, I help people in a variety of ways. If you are someone who wants to do it on your own, but you need some help figuring out the strategy pieces whether it's in the actual build or the launch of your course, because 
that's another piece of strategy. We spend all this time thinking about the course, the membership and what it's going to look like. And we get it done. And we think if we just say, hello, worlds, look what I have for you, that there'll be droves of people that come. But there is a, a, a process that can help leverage that, get people excited and ready to have what you're going to be putting off as your offer, as your course or membership. And so I can help with strategy too. I do 90 minute strategy sessions with people and give help work through wherever they are and give them a customized plan for that. Um, if you happen to use Kajabi already and you've put your course or membership out into the world and there's crickets and no one's buying and you can't figure out why, I also audit and do Kajabi audits, not just with Kajabi itself, but also your entire process from someone just starting to get to know you through the purchase and then the nurturing after someone purchases. And then if you're just like, listen, no time, energy, I, I need help and I need someone to really carry this and see it through and manage the project and do the tech behind the scenes, then I do customized packages, just depending on what the needs are. Sometimes people come to me and they don't have any kind of opt-in where they're starting to build their audience. Um, some people come to me primed and ready and really what they just need is the course or membership built. And right. so it just depends, but there's different levels of, of support and guidance. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're so clear on those pieces and that you know like who those people are. So how to oh, tell us about your podcast and then how do we find you? Sure. Um, my podcast is called My Entrepreneurial Life, and it is a behind the scenes look at courses and memberships. The other desire of that, too, is to really cultivate a sense of community where you feel like someone knows who you are and the things that keep you up at night, because as solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, you know, we struggle with a lot of decisions and things. And let's face it, a lot of people are not in this position and they just don't understand the things that are keeping us up right. at night. So my prayer is that it is very strategic and helpful, but also just supportive to feel like you have a place. So that's my entrepreneurial life. And I also hang out on Instagram and LinkedIn. And my website is jenhowitt.com where you can find all of those things. Awesome. Awesome. Jen, thank you so much for clearing, I, I think, clearing the fog around what is a course? What is a membership? When is the right time for me to do that? And how do I even get started? Because it's something that I hear people talk about a lot. It's it's kind of like last week I talked to Ren Robbins about, you know, podcasts, right? And it's these, these buzzwords that we hear that, you know, you may be following some really big names, who we shall remain nameless and thinking, well, they've got this incredible, like I could do that too. And yeah, the truth is you can, and it's important for you to understand your own limitations and where to engage the right people and when. And so if you're looking to do a course or a membership, Jen is your go to, she is amazing at really taking a hard look. That audit piece that you do, I think is so valuable to help people understand like where is the drop-off in the marketing. And you're so right that sometimes we put it out there, right? It's so funny, right? Because we want to be want it to be perfect. And then we put it out there and we're like, here it is. Everybody buy it. <laughs> but we had no plan. And Jen is so good at doing that. So Jen, thank you so much for being my guest today. 
Well, thank you for having me. It's been a Absolutely. pleasure. It's been great to be with you. So friends, there you go. Expand your expertise with a course or membership. Go follow Jen. All of the links will be in the show notes. And remember that God made you ambitious, but he did not make you to do business as usual. And until next time, I pray for and encourage you to tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus as you build your thriving kingdom business. I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, my high achieving sister in Christ. I know that you have an established business and you've achieved six figures or higher in revenue and you're ready to refine and scale. And right now you're swimming in opportunities, overflowing with ideas and excited about the possibilities. But you're also overwhelmed thinking, how can I set a strategy when I'm in a productivity fog and I don't have time to waste on things that don't align to the vision and mission that God's given me. My client, Jen, felt this same way. Enter my focused and fruitful strategy day. With a full day of private coaching with me and my strategic mapping zone of genius, you'll be nourished with good food in a tranquil environment and celebrated at the end of the day, all in the beauty of my location in Chesapeake Beach, Maryland, or in your location. Jen said, my strategy day with Erin was just what I needed. She helped me look at my current services, dream about the future, and create a plan to grow and scale. Her giftedness as a faithful visionary with an understanding of day-to-day -day tactical tasks, along with financial projections and goals, is a magical combination that I've never seen before, especially from a firm foundation and faith. If you are ready to bring calm to the chaos before 2024 gets here and you're ready to tame the tornado and silence the squirrels, visit erinharrigan.com slash strategy day to schedule your day with me. No squirrels were harmed in the making of this message or the delivery of the strategy day. Thanks for tuning in to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman this week. I pray this show brings you value as an ambitious woman in business. Remember to check the show notes for my free resources and other helpful links. If this episode spoke to you, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, or share it on social media and tag me. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of learning to redefine hustle as you pursue success so your business produces much fruit and impacts his kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.